Hello there. You're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We will also be giving the results for the 2022 box office draft. Woohoo! Yes. start out with some news now in our last episode dylan and i gave our pitches for the dc cinematic universe what our vision would be and that was timed pretty perfectly with james cameron or <laughs> could you imagine if james cameron came on and gave his dc slate yeah it's just insane. has nothing it's it's, it's just nothing people, yeah a bunch of blue yeah people. he said then they go into the avatar world and the terminator's there waiting for them <laughs> all the crossovers would be amazing Jack and Rose come back. They get brought back. Uh, Leo becomes a villain because he Bro. got frozen. So Leonardo DiCaprio and the Terminator. That's a potent mix. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> so James Gunn, different Hollywood James, he released his DC slate. So I thought it'd be interesting for us to just rank our most anticipated projects from the upcoming dc slate so just to go in order of what is supposed to be like this is what he said would be the timeline of how they get released so starting out the dc slate the most popular characters ever creature command creature commandos that's starting it off followed by waller superman legacy lanterns hbo show the authority a movie paradise along (laughs) an HBO show, The Brave and the Bold, a movie, Booster Gold, an HBO show, and then Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Things, two movies. So what are your most anticipated? So he's recasting Batman and Superman yet again, yes? Yes. Oh, man, that's exhausting. But still, I have to say Superman is probably most exciting just because been a long time since we got a really good superman movie man of steel was the last one that i thought was good and then before that none and and so i don't know i'm i'm, I'm excited to see what james gunn can do with superman and i'm excited to hear since superman's coming out so quickly into the slate and exciting to hear some casting see who they cast as superman that'll be fun uh i'm also excited for the brave and the bold because you know batman i mean come on of batman course. and robin so true can't help it I'm I'm a little exhausted by the concept of recasting Batman just because <laughs> we've had what one, two, three different Batman already in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson. Now we're getting a fourth one starting into that starting in the next decade. Like this is going to be Batman back to back. I guess this, this must be how they felt in the 80s when they just kept recasting Batman for those those 80s Batman movies. Right. Must have been exhausting then too. I mean, I'm I'm just tuckered out. Too many, too many different Batman. Plus, this is gonna go on at the same time as Robert Pattinson's Batman universe. So, because they're not gonna merge it together like you tried to do. So it's gonna mm-hmm. be two Batman at once, which is kind of too many Batman, if you ask me. Yeah. But Robin, exciting. 
exciting for, for Robin. It's Dick Grayson, correct? I agree. It's been too, well, it's Damian Wayne. Ah. <laughs> which I know, but that means how they should play it. Because, again, you can't really do Damian Wayne without there having been previous Robins. So hopefully they're just going to take that as an opportunity to say Nightwing's already out there. Tim Drake maybe is already out there. Maybe they'll hint at Jason Todd being dead or something like that. Then we just come in with Damian Wayne and then we'll meet in future installments the other previous Robins. That's what I'm hoping they'll do. If they just go straight into it and Bruce Wayne's son is his very first Robin, that'd be a very strange angle to take. And not yeah. Especially with a brand new Batman. Yeah. Be a very strong turnaround for him. Mm-hmm. But that's still, you know, exciting. Booster Gold will be good. Hopefully. It'll be fun, at the very least, mm-hmm. to see such a minor character come to the full big screen. Uh, Lanterns. Well, little screen, unfortunately. They, Booster Gold's little a screen? TV show. Yeah. No! That's what I'm saying. It should have been on the big screen. Half of these are little screen things. Man, it's what crazy. a bummer. Lanterns I'm excited to see on the little screen. I mean, True mm-hmm. Detective version of the, the Green Lantern Corps. That sounds pretty cool. The rest of them... It's, it's going to be all right, you know, not super excited for any of the rest of them. Might not even watch any of the rest of them. Dang. Probably won't even watch Booster Gold if it's not going to be a movie. Dang. Crazy. Sorry, man. Can't do it. Not even if it's Chris Pratt in the role. Could you imagine? <sighs> My God. I mean, for any of these, if somebody says like they watch it and they're like, it's amazing. You have to watch it. I'll probably check it out. But I can't imagine that being the case for more than like three of them. So I'll probably only watch Superman, Batman, and Lanterns and then call it a day on the rest of them because I'm not super into the rest of them. Wow, gotcha. Not even Swamp Thing? You're not, not really. Your curiosity isn't piqued by that? Not really. I'm They've done, done so many Swamp Thing miniseries that I don't really give a shit that there's going to be a Swamp Thing movie. They've done like four of them in the last like 50 years. How many times can you do the same Swamp Thing story? How are they going to make it original? It's just going to be the exact time. same story, but it's going to be a movie. One more time they can do. Quit making Swamp Thing things. Do other things. No, nah, I'm a Swamp Thing supporter. So I'll be I'll be down for that. Uh, all the ones you said, in it, and I'll throw in Waller as well. Uh, just because Viola Davis is interesting. And then... I do like Viola Davis. Yeah, them deciding to like continue with that character, who again is a part of the previous continuity. Mm-hmm. So they got to have something up their sleeve if they're wanting to bring her into the mix and mess up their timeline with their second project of the new slate. So hmm. I'm curious about what they got going on there. But yeah, the authority truly not interested creature commandos truly disinterested. Very yeah. nice loss. Like they're trying to pitch as a game of Thrones show on the mascara back in the day. That's not interested. That is interesting to me, but I don't like that. They're like, they're trying to play it as if it's a prequel to our current wonder woman, which I don't know why they're trying to do it. I think they're just trying to straddle the line of not announcing that Gal Gadot is gone and all the Wonder Woman stuff is gone. But would that mean the shows that played the Amazons are going to come back, though? Or is it just going to be an entirely new group of Amazons? It's also confusing. It is. It It feels like they're doing half measures instead of just doing a full measure and saying we're going to stay with the timeline or we're going to get rid of everything. I mean, they did say that. Yeah, they said some things are getting rebooted, but not everything. And I, think and I don't like that. Cowardly. That I is think, cowardly. I think either go for like what you and I did, which is we pitched a whole 10 years of them continuing the universe. You can repair it. 
but you don't have to throw everything away or just do the full reboot. Let be like, all right, we're going to, we're going to wipe the slate clean and start anew, mm-hmm. but they're doing this wishy-washy half the things are getting rebooted. Cause he doesn't like Henry Cavill. I don't think. And then he wants his own new Batman because Ben Affleck probably again won't return to the role. But then he'll keep things like Waller, which he had a hand in with the Suicide Squad. He'll throw in all these teams, which obviously James Gunn has an affinity for obscure teams. teams. Yeah, very, very obscure, obscure characters ones. too. So like he'll continue with those things that he's interested in. Booster Gold too, like that off the wall obscure sort of character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, I don't know. I don't like that he's getting rid of some things but it's like he's keeping the things be... that he likes and the things that he worked on and then getting rid of everything else that's been built up and, and doing it again in his own way so it can really it's not even like the dc universe anymore it's the james gunn universe yeah which i mean they hired him for but it is not a great yeah. look that he's no. casting aside everything he doesn't personally like and then anything he had a hand in or personally gravitates towards he's gonna continue with those interesting we'll see how it goes though i mean it is it is something i'll be looking forward to yeah especially the ones we mentioned like the new superman film i mean they got to knock it out of the park for that especially yeah, yeah deciding to get rid of henry cavill so hopefully that will be great the brave and uh, bold. Yeah. i mean we're both batman fans so that'll be something we see for sure i think it's an interesting move for dc to hire a filmmaker like james gunn to take over this very producer heavy role this very behind the scenes, very well, have, executive role. And they have the other guy in there. Yes. What's Saffron, his name? Peter Saffron. Yeah. They have him in there. But it's still interesting to let James Gunn have these reins being a more creative type and being like more of a a, a film from in, from that filmmaking background. Whereas, you know, you have Kevin Feige, who is uh, fully, you know, suit on businessman, really coming at it for the MCU. Right. But he was a creative visionary, too. Like he was plotting out the whole arc of like the infinity saga and whatnot so he was able yeah, to wear those two hats whereas background. i mean yeah james gunn originated in you know being the creative force being in the director's chair or in the That's what I'm saying. i mean i'm saying like it, so. it, it's the equivalent of like if the mcu went in and instead of like promoting kevin feige to run the mcu they promoted james or john favreau we're like john you did a great job on iron man take the reins away and and lead off all these projects for the MCU for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I think we would have seen a much different universe than what we got. True. Although notably they did do that with John Favreau with the Star Wars universe. They did with all the shows. So yeah, he did get his own franchise. Um, but yeah, Very that true. is the James Gunn DC slate. So looking forward to that, but there's always going to be a pain in my heart because you and I, I mean, we came up with some great pitches. And I would have loved to see that universe continue, but yeah. alas, we'll we'll have something else, and it'll still be enjoyable. I hope there will be high marks. I'm sure. Uh, some other films coming down the line. This was a huge announcement out of Disney recently. Bob Iger back in the role of CEO, and he is trying to rejuvenate the brand, so he's reigniting some major franchises. Toy Story 5. Boo! That was my reaction, too. Someone said it, and I was like, no way. Like, that's a joke. And then they pulled up the article showing it, and I was like, I can't believe it. They got away with it once. Yeah. With Toy Story 4. They announced Toy Story 4, and my reaction was also boo. Me, and too. And then it ended up being good. 
So my expectations are still very low for a Toy Story five, but if they could do if they could do some kind of a hat trick here and, and do it again and and blow me away, sure, go for it. But I doubt it. I doubt it too. It would be miraculous, like to to revive the Toy Story franchise yet again. Everyone doubting you and then being able to pull it off two times in a row. Two times in a row. That would be incredible. I would be blown away and Toy Story would be my favorite animated franchise ever because that would just be awesome. But if they're going to ruin it, they're going to end it on a sad, on a stupid note. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, it's just that's the frustrating thing is because they this would now be the third ending they've done. They ended it beautifully in Toy Story 3 and then they undid that, gave another beautiful ending in Toy Story 4. But how do you capture that again? How do you undo what was there? They're going to have to bring Buzz and Woody back together. So you're undoing what Toy Story 4 did. And then you're going to have to send them off yet again, unless you're going to set up a Toy Story 6, which also would be awful. So they should do a uh, Pinocchio situation where they make Woody a real boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he has to go and solve crimes with Andy. Now that, that is a they have, they have to hunt down Buzz because he's gone missing. Mm-hmm. I could funny. dig it. I could dig it. So, yeah, that definitely seems motivated by like Disney troubles and then wanting to bring people back with very uh, noticeable and nostalgic brands and IP that they have. They also did it with Zootopia 2, which would be the sequel to the, I think it was 2016, right? That they came out. Made a billion dollars. And then they're coming out with a second one, which I'm surprised it took them this long. That too. This is the one that's like, it makes sense. Frozen 3 as well. Absolutely makes sense. And was inevitable. Toy Story 5 is the one that's upsetting. But Zootopia 2, that one is a good choice because yeah, that is a long time coming, having a sequel to that. Mm -hmm. And Frozen 3, we knew at some point they were going to do it because I mean, it's the biggest animated franchise ever. So yeah. they're going to knock it out of the park yet again and have a slew of people in the theaters uh, and singing whatever new number one hit comes out of that musical. So I, it's a good business decision for sure. Like these are mm-hmm. going to make gangbusters, but creative wise, Toy Story 5, I am not too pleased with that. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. After that, we have some more things I'm not pleased about. Attack on Titan, <laughs> the final season. We got more shenanigans going on. So season four, part three, part one, because they're splitting this final third part into halves. It will be an hour-long special on March 3rd. Yeah. And then the other half of part three to the final season will be an extended special as well. So they're airing two one-hour specials, a few months apart, presumably, in the year 2023, which would be three years after the final season began. So if you already have two separate hour-long specials, why not just put them together and put them in a theater? What are we doing? Make it a movie. Like, you're you're already doing that. You said, hmm. It'd be better. Well, this does fix one problem I had, which was you just lose the hype if it's spread out over multiple weeks. Like to build up the hype again, going into the third part of the season. And then once we settle into that, you sort of lose it over the few weeks. And you especially lose it if you cut the third part in half again. So then we have to miss out on having those weekly episodes and then gear back up when it returns. 
So at least that won't be an issue if we just get three episodes basically back to back in one special. That is great. But <laughs> take that same principle of combining episodes into a one big special and make it into a movie and put it on the big screen. I just can't believe that they they didn't do that. They half did it with these specials, but they didn't do the decision that would be fantastic. Could you imagine? I bet you tried. Because who splits it up into two one-hour specials? That's so dumb. How much you want to bet they tried to pitch it as a two-hour movie and they couldn't find anybody to distribute it? Or who, would, who would say no, though? All these other animes have been able to do that Jujutsu know, Kaisen, Demon Slayer who's, who's dumb and they enough? made a bunch of money and this would be the finale you would have all this hype, everyone would be go seeing it, imagine the frenzy, well, I mean it'd be a huge event. It's more realistic that, that for whatever unknown reason they couldn't find distribution, maybe they didn't look hard enough, or that someone's so stupid that they said <laughs> let's split it up let's split up this two hour finale into two one hour finales and still release it on TV what's more realistic? Honestly, the second one, because because there's no way I can't, that I can't root for stupidity. I can't. <laughs> there's just no way that they wouldn't see that as an amazing business decision. If you look at Demon Slayer, a side arc film got 400 million worldwide. This is Attack on Titan, one of the biggest animes of all time, with its finale, like the canonical finale, in a two hour funny. extravaganza action packed. That's if it was going to be a movie, about. I would pick it for my box office draft. Like, that's how <laughs> confident I would be. That's what I'm saying. It would be huge. It would be astronomical. It would be absolutely huge. So I don't know why they didn't do that, but it definitely wasn't because they couldn't get distribution. Because people would be chomping at the bit to be the one to distribute that. It would be the biggest animated or like anime film of all time, for sure. God so damn. it's just baffling to me. That they went halfway. They were halfway there, and they didn't decide to put it in theaters. Instead, we're going to get it on TV with two split hour-long specials for the third part of the final season. It's just ridiculous. It's so dumb. So dumb! (laughs) It is. But whatever. That'll be something to look forward to on March 3rd, I guess. Nope. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, like the hype is so dampened. Like, I rewatched. I rewatched and got you to watch it and you binged it like crazy last year when part two of final season was coming out and they still didn't end it there. Like, ah, the blue balls of the idea. Now I have to rewatch it again to get the hype back up. I'm not going to, and it's not even going to be a movie. That's the disservice. I'm not going to rewatch it because if it was going to be a movie, I would rewatch it. Yeah, that one would get me there, but because this one, I don't even know when. Because we're going to watch an hour of it on TV and go, wow, that was cool. I can't wait for the next hour to come out in two months. And then that's the end. Maybe or, more, or, though. Or maybe like, that's the, the horrible part, is we don't know when the other part will come out this year. So it could the be only thing that the I can forgive, the, the only thing that I could forgive, is that this is a one-hour part one that they release on TV, and then part two is like an hour and a half or two hours, and they release in theaters. Like that, yeah. if if part two is like an actual finale bit where that they release in theaters as a movie, that's the only thing that can redeem the stupid decision of putting a part one. Because what if they were like, what if they were like, let's try and cut together a movie and that'll be how we end it. And then they're like, oh, we can't make it less than three hours. So let's just take the first hour of it, put it on TV, and then people will watch the next two hours in theaters. 
which mm-hmm. fuck that i'll watch three hours of attack on titan that's what i'm saying like this is your end game like people will absolutely go there because again this is like the most bingeable anime out there so yeah people would want to sit down for three hours because people have done it anyway for the show oh yeah so oh, they'll definitely go for the finale so good especially in theaters i mean that environment would be so amazing but they didn't do it and honestly i mean yeah it's harming how i'm gonna interpret the show because i don't have that hype it's not there and i'm more frustrated going into it than hyped so we'll see i'm sure it will be fantastic but yeah they could have could have done a lot better with this agreed all right pivoting to some good news viola davis whose praises we sing regularly on the show of course she has been crowned an egot winner won an emmy a grammy an oscar and a tony hell yeah the 18th person to do so and she completed uh, her EGOT status with a Grammy most recent, uh, like the other week. They announced it. She won for Best Audiobook. She narrated her own uh, autobiography. And so she won for that. So good for her. Good for Viola Davis. Love to see it joining that very elite club of entertainers. Ryan, are you able to name any other EGOT winners? I can name a few. Go for it. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. John Legend. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. Tim Rice. Oh. And that's about it. Like oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, indeed. And Mel Brooks. Yes. And those are all the ones I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. That was fun. Good sure. facts. Good nice facts. little uh, you got trivia right there. Yeah. What's funny to me, though, is... If the if Thirty Rock, because they were the one that like popularized popular, can I speak? Popularized. <laughs> if they popularized it uh, a little bit later, instead of EGOT, it would have been GOAT. G O T E. You right. become a GOAT status. So <laughs> it's crazy that that never ended up happening. If it became a thing just like 10 years later, I'm the, the acronym would have been changed around. But there you go. Fun I love 30 Rock. It is great. It yeah. is great. Have you seen it? Well, when it was coming out, we would, my family and I would catch it sometimes. So oh, we would man. be watching. So I don't think, I haven't seen like the full, full show, but. The whole show is so uh, good. Yeah, quite a few episodes we watch. All right, let's do our box office breakdown for February 3rd to February 5th. Coming in first place, the M. Night Shyamalan Psycho Thriller. Knock at the cabin. Only made $14 million. Wow, that's a bummer. Definitely came under our expectations. I said I said 15 to 25, which was a very broad range for it to fall into, and it still fell short. <laughs> it did. Really so, sad. Not great. However, he did kick Avatar off of the box office throne. So he at least has that under his belt. Another number one film. And also coming out of Avatar The Way Water, 80 for Brady <laughs> with 12.7 million. So we got the 12 for Brady's number and then the 7 for the Super Bowls. So it's perfect. Through. Yeah, almost almost perfect. And then we've got Avatar The Way of Water, 11.3 million. BTS, yet to come in cinemas, their little concert film, 8 million. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, 7.8 million. 
A Man Called Otto, 4.2 million. Megan, 3.8 million. Missing with 3.7 million. The Chosen Season 3 Finale in Theaters, 3.6 million. See, The Chosen has the right <laughs> idea. <laughs> they know. <laughs> you put your big finale in theaters. They also released like Season 3, Episodes 1 through 3. Like I remember reporting on that a couple months back. So yeah. they have the right idea. They know what to do. Uh, and then finally, Pathan with 2.6 million, rounding out the top 10. And last but not least, we got some box office predictions for February 10th to the 12th. The big thing coming out in theaters, Titanic's 3D 25th anniversary. How much money mm-hmm. do you think they're going to make? I think James Cameron will once again take the box office crown. It'll be number one at the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be double digits. I'm going to say 13 million. I was going to say 12. But we'll see. We'll see. We will see. I think he'll be number one too. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be. No, I don't think anything else coming out. And <laughs> unless Knock at the Cabin has an a increase. fantastic hold. Yeah, we're in increase. I don't think he's going to be able to. Word of to, mouth. People go, oh my God, Knock at the Cabin was so amazing. You have to see it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it got reviewed as. Have you heard uh, anything about it? Any good thing? I hear it's very divisive. Like some people, really? like extremely divisive. Some people are saying it's like some of his best work and is incredibly underappreciated. And other people are saying it's like just an atrocious movie that has no understanding of cinematic language. So I think I need to check it out. Range. I might yeah. contribute to the increase and knock at the cabin <laughs> over next weekend. People are just going to go see it to be like, what is everyone talking about? Like, how can it be some people's how can favorite it be Shyamalan so and worst Shyamalan? I have no clue. I don't know how he That's keeps crazy. doing it. How does every film of his just keep stirring up the conversation? It's amazing. How does he? How does he keep getting money to make movies? Well, he's self-funded. Ah, you're he right. He funds his own films, and I mean, Fucker. we'll see how this goes. This has a twenty million budget, but it'll probably make it back if it has decent holes. You're right, and then worldwide. That stuff will yeah. be like icing on the cake. Plus, premium as video on as, demand. Yeah, as long as advertising wasn't too expensive. I mean, he's still netting a profit. And I mean, if he nets a profit, he can just keep going, keep making them till he dies. That's what he's been doing so far. So it's worked Honestly, out. Honestly, shout out M. Night Shyamalan. That's impressive. Good for him. Self-funding mm-hmm. his own movies. It's pretty badass. Sure is. But yeah, Titanic will be the the film to watch for this weekend. But most people will probably be staying at home. For the Super Bowl. Yeah. Watching that huge event. So not too much going on at the multiplex. Who's playing in the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> you don't even know? I don't even know. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, I do kind of want to watch that, but I can't because I'm a stupid fucking work. I'm I sure love you the can Eagles. set up a phone somewhere and live stream it. Nah, Just keep okay. peeking. Yeah, out. I do work. I do work as a captain that day. If it's not too busy, I can just put it up on the on our captain's computer and just <laughs> and just fucking watch it. Exactly. I mean, is it going to be that busy? I mean, I guess people going if there's people will go and because to listeners listening, I work at Universal Studios here in Orlando. Uh, people who are coming to watch Super Bowl will go and watch it at NBC Grill. Yeah, there are so many TVs the in there. <laughs> yeah, so we will be very busy that night. Gotcha. But other than that, it'll be a normal Sunday, which will be fairly busy still, but it's not a Mardi Gras night, so it won't be hectic, at least. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, we'll be able to report on whoever won the Super Bowl next week, but then also we'll talk about all the trailers that are be coming out. Oh yeah. It'll be a big night for trailers. So big night for trailers. I'm excited for the have you heard anything about any of the commercials, any of the, the fun commercials they're doing? I have not. I'm the only things I've heard are the Walter White chip. Oh, that's what I was gonna bring up. And the the M and M's. Like we're assuming that the whole gag of the M and M spokespersons will no longer be the spokes candies. And they're yeah. doing it for Maya Rudolph. Apparently that's gonna be setting the stage for some Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Those are the only things I've heard. I'm excited for the Walter White one. I, I think too. it's funny I'm that the crazy. end of the Breaking Bad universe is a chip commercial. <laughs> that is the crazy. last thing. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. We can now move into our 2022 box office draft results. So another year has been finished. A lot of money has been made at the box office. And we selected films that we thought would make the most in the year. We put them on a roster, five films to each roster. And we hoped and prayed and went to see these movies throughout the year and commented on how they were doing. But now we've reached the end of it and we can report on the final gross of pretty much all the films. I mean, some of them are still making some money, but generally this is what they're going to be at. And we have a winner for the year. First, let's start out with reviewing what our selections were in that draft one year ago. So yeah. Dylan, lead us off. You had first pick. You won the I coin did. toss. I did. And what did you choose? I chose the Batman. How do you feel about that selection? <laughs> the reason I picked it was because I really wanted it in my roster because I really liked the Bat. I, I, I wanted to root for the Batman. I didn't want to root against it. Mm -hmm. In that regard, I'm glad I picked it. Still a strong choice. Still ended up making a lot of money. If I could go back, though, <laughs> I probably would have picked Avatar first. I didn't. I was not as faithful in it as you were. Obviously, mm -hmm. you had a lot more faith in it, and it did end up. It's gonna change what I pick for uh, 2025. I'll tell you, or 2024. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's gonna influence that for sure. But uh, so, yeah, I don't regret picking the Batman. But uh, I know it is the reason I lost. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so I picked Avatar The Way of Water. I was stunned, shocked, amazed that you didn't pick it. When I mean, you, you would have lost, too, no matter what. You would have lost if I picked Avatar. I mean, pretty much. There's Which definitely is, a way that it could, like we did with the other one of Spider-Man No Way Home, like there is a way where you could have won yeah, if I picked Spider-Man and just a bunch yeah. of duds. If you picked yeah. Avatar and a bunch of duds and I picked the next highest grossing films like Top Gun yeah. Maverick because that was a big miss that we didn't have in our rosters. I do regret have been not done. picking Top Gun Actually, I think, uh, I don't know if I, no, I did. I think in the fun facts, we'll have uh, some interesting uh, differences yeah. in the results based on that. But yeah, my regret isn't picking the Batman first. It's not picking Top Gun at all. That's my regret. Right. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to that and how that shook out in the year as a progress but yeah i picked avatar the way water i was an avid supporter of james cameron i was not a doubter and i was vindicated so i'm glad yep. about that what was your next selection i swiped up jurassic world dominion which made you very upset it did i remember in the moment you went damn it well because going into it i was like 
the two biggies are Avatar and Jurassic World. Yep. Those were the ones to get. And if I got both of them, then I would have been I would have been sitting nice and pretty. I would have been extremely confident that mm-hmm. I would win. So yeah, you scooped that one up. Yeah. Like, There's yeah, no way I was gonna let you have both. No mm-hmm. way in hell. <laughs> yeah, that would have been wild. Um and then my next selection was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And then after that, I picked Minions Rise of Gru. Strong choice. Mm-hmm. I chose Thor Love and Thunder after that. And then I chose Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So the, the final Marvel film got scooped up. Mm-hmm. And then I picked Lightyear. And we'll talk about how that went. Oh, yeah. For my fourth I, yeah. My last pick was The Flash, and we'll talk about how that went. <laughs> and then the final selection was Black Adam. I put it into my roster. Mm-hmm. So obviously some of these films that we selected last year mm-hmm. are not the same films that are on our roster currently at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So what happened with The Flash, Dylan? Got fucking delayed. This also <laughs> fucked up my roster because if you look at the top 10 films that we picked, those other than Top Gun Maverick, which had already come out at that point, were the top dogs to pick. Mm-hmm. Everything else was slim fucking pickings. And so I was like, fuck it. I don't know what else to pick. I was between uh, Bullet Train and Puss in Boots. And I was like, I can't. I didn't want to put all my eggs in the Puss in Boots basket because I was not super confident in it so i went with bullet train and it made 239 million in the end we'll we'll talk about that later but comparing that to what the flash could have made it the flash could have crossed a billion i think it really could have and that's such a fucking bummer that i didn't get to to hold on to the flash that's true that could have changed the game as well really fucking could have that and top gun maverick that really could have changed it but nope didn't see top gun maverick coming and i got fucked over with the flash Mm -hmm. so with my selection Lightyear, it did not get delayed it got discarded because it made no freaking money so i had to toss it aside it made 226 million yep so i was at that point i was worried i was scared that i was gonna get beaten out i needed to find another film that would help cover my bases and so i selected another animated film at the end of the year, Puss in Boots as the replacement, as my new wild card selection. And it did end up doing better. It went well. But ultimately, it wouldn't have mattered either way. And we'll talk about that. But getting to the grosses in order of which films released chronologically in the year. Start us off, Dylan, with your first round pick. So the Batman came out. First pick made, and it made it grows seven hundred and seventy one million dollars, which was less than I thought it would. I was really banking on it crossing a bill, and it fucking didn't. <laughs> so, to all the people out there who doubted Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson and didn't go see it in theaters, go fuck yourselves, because it was a good ass movie, and you should have gone and seen it. And helped out my box office draft to cross a billion because that's ridiculous. I mean, it's Batman. It's a Batman movie. Come on, guys. It's Batman. I mean, I helped you out. I saw it twice. I know you did. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I also thought it was a shoo-in to get close to or across a billion. Again, it still made 
a whole lot of money. Oh, yeah. Great, but Successful for sure, but still disappointing, I mm-hmm. would say. Yeah, compared to our expectations. Yeah. Next was Multiverse of Madness. Came out in May. And it made $955 million. So it didn't quite get to a billion. I was hoping it would, but it got real close. So I was quite satisfied with that one. Next for me was Jurassic World Dominion. This is my heavy hitter for sure. And it just barely crossed a bill, which was also a little bit lower than what I wanted. I wanted it to be around 1.3, 1.4. Didn't get there. Definitely a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, it was a bummer. It had a lot of promise, especially oh, earlier yeah. in the year. Oh, yeah. Capping up the trilogy, bringing back the OG cast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did not live Not up. enough steam to get to where I needed to. After that said, was, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You okay. It. After that was Minions Rise of Gru. Made $940 million. That was on mark, I would say, for what I wanted. I, uh, crossing a billion would have been nice. But I had estimated around 900 million, 950 million. So it hit where I wanted it to hit. So Mm -hmm. honestly, good choice. I'm glad I picked Minions. It hit exactly where I wanted it to hit. I mean, yeah, you had high expectations for that at 940 million. I did not expect it to get that high. Oh, yeah. I was going between Lightyear and Minions, and I was like, wow, Lightyear, Toy Story (laughs) franchise. Dumbass. That'll be a shoo-in for. Nope. 800 million, something like that. Hey, maybe you can root for Toy Story 5 when Absolutely it comes out. Not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they were originally going to do a Woody spinoff, but then they said, oh no, like you're bombed. So let's, let's just call it Toy Story 5. And it's it pretty much is going to be a Woody spinoff, I'm guessing. I bet it Buzz Lightyear's not even in it. Nah, there's, they're going to have to bring Buzz back in some way. But then if they reconvene, then what was the fuck was the point of the That's end? That's what I'm saying. I don't 4. get it. I don't know why they're doing it. They but... have to be enemies again. <laughs> They're once again at odds. That'd be crazy. It's I, injustice, but with the Toy Story characters, <laughs> they all die in the end. Over five years, they just get brutally murdered. Yeah. Six years. What was it? We have a six-part Toy Story new franchise based on that entirely. Yeah. All right. After that'd be that, awesome. we had Thor, Love and Thunder, which made $760 million. So, a solid performance. I mean, it definitely it did above the other Thor films, which I was hoping it would do. Wished it would have went a little bit higher for the fourth, potentially final outing for an original adventure. But it did solid. Yeah, better than I thought it would, but still not great. Then I picked Bolt Train to replace The Flash. Like I said earlier, bit of a disappointment. $240 million. Good for the movie. It was good for the movie because it was a mid-ish budget action, independent action movie, original IP, based mm-hmm. on a book. $240 million, not terrible. But for what I needed, bad. When you, when you compare that to what The Flash is probably going to make later this year, I mean, come on. $500 million difference at least, probably. That's true. It is rough. And of that course... That sucks. When it got delayed, you could have chose... Top Gun Maverick at that point. That's the most brutal part of it. Because it it wasn't even on the radar. Fuck. Yeah. That is brutal. Top Gun Maverick because it came out like a month later, I think. God damn it. Yeah. What a fucking bummer. I really didn't think it would make money. God damn it. I know. That was the biggest surprise. We didn't even mention it 
at all. Like it wasn't even in our potential picks for the box office draft. That's how out of nowhere it was. I got to keep my eyes out for some surprises. I got to go for some more wild cards next time. Because this time, the the first draft we did, I had one or two wild cards there at the end. This time I went pretty straightforward. You know, I picked Minions, Superhero Movies, and Jurassic World. Like that's pretty cut and dry, guaranteed successes for the most part. Right. This time I'm going to do some more wild cards. I'm going to pick some random ones. Yeah, next week. That's when we do our draft. And it'll be an interesting one. Uh, I had Black Adam as my next film that came out. It was $392 million. That's its final worldwide gross. Very disappointing. It oh, wasn't yeah. able to get a China release, so that uh, was yeah. brutal. That definitely would have helped. And then, yeah, it just wasn't... His star power was enough to bring people in. Wasn't in the cards. Didn't get to... I wanted $600 million. It only got to $400 million. I'm You got to stop rooting for The Rock. I know I had Jungle Cruise last year and didn't work out partially because it got put on Disney Plus as well. Yeah. It was Black Adam now again. I mean, a superhero movie that he's been hyping up for years. He still couldn't pull off more than 400 million. Yeah. You got to stop rooting for The Rock, man. I don't think he has a film coming out next year, but we got to root for Vin Diesel this year with X. (laughs) Fast X. Yeah. He'll stick it to to Dwayne Johnson because that movie's about family. He'll have the last lap. Okay. So, Dylan, your yeah. tally up to this point, which is mm-hmm. similar to how it was going in the 2021 box office draft where you were coming away with it. I always pick the, the you always pick the last hit, the movie that comes out in December that punches through mine. Mm-hmm. You really like doing that. I'm going to do that this time. <laughs> I'm going to find the movies that are coming out in December, the one blockbuster that's going to come out in December. I'm going to pick that one. So I can punch a hole in your fucking gut next time. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Gotcha. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sick of this. <laughs> but what was your total after you had four films come out? $2.951 billion, Almost $3 billion. Exactly. A good solid lead. For sure. And just as a, a note, that was, I think, more than your in- Entire gross in the 2021 year. It was. By a lot. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, much better year this time around. Which we knew yeah, it would. Sure. It would be a much higher grossing. My tally was $2.1 billion. Yeah. So, so I've got, a, million I got an 800 million lead on you. I'm doing mm-hmm. pretty good. I'm pretty stoked. Um, I'm riding high. And then right after we do that midpoint kind of review... My last movie comes out, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, $850 million. That's pretty solid. Absolutely. That's pretty solid. For, I mean, that was my fourth pick. I was expecting something around there, and I got what I needed. Mm-hmm. It was a good bump. And then what happened? But it was no match for the other film that had a lot of water involved and a lot of blue people involved and teal people involved. Teal. More teal than the oh yeah, uh, the we, we solved this. We, we know. did. <laughs> we agreed. Uh, Avatar: The Way of Water came out, and like I said, the floor was one point five billion. Two billion was in reach, and what did it do? Two point one seven nine billion dollars. I hate it. It did it. I hate you. So glorious, so amazing. 
doubt was coming from every possible angle, from every corner, and yet it prevailed. You were among the doubters. What do you have to say for yourself? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm not letting you win next time. I fucking refuse. This is not going to happen. Again, next week we can talk about it more, but it'll be a different year for sure because it's not going to have a clear heavy hitter like these past two years have. I'm not going to let you win. The way of water. He can't keep getting away with this. (laughs) He can't keep getting away with this. I will. I will keep getting away. I will not let you have three years in a row. I refuse. And then after the way of water, the icing on the cake, Puss in Boots, the last wish. Dick. Coming out with a 12 million opening or something like that. Seemed like a hardcore flop. But then it had incredible legs. Legs for weeks it. and weeks, and it has gotten $376 million up to this point, and it's still growing. It just released in the United Kingdom, which would have been nice if it came out earlier, so it could have boosted it up to $400 Shut million. Up. But... Shut up. Would have been nice <laughs> if I could have had even more money. Exactly. Hey, I'm greedy. I want... Dick. I want the biggest tally possible. <sighs> I want what's mine. I want what the final runs of all these films are going to be. But yes, at this point, February 10th, those were the totals for The Way of Water and The Last Wish. And now we can go on to our final tallies, which you can highlight down there. Do you want to read out yours, Dylan? Or have you take a guess. What do you think it's at? Uh, I mean, I could just do the math. It's do the quick math. Like 3.7 billion. Wow, yeah, 3.794 billion. So there you go. Very close. 3.8 billion. I mean, fantastic stuff. Yeah. That went over almost by a billion. It beat out my total in 2021. Mm -hmm. So once again, a much more successful year. We had much better rosters this time around and a better crop of films to choose from, of course. But as we can all figure out by this point, 3.8 billion was not enough. Mm-hmm. to take down Avatar and the rest of my films. I had $4.665 billion total. Beat me by $800 million. Absolutely. $871 million was the total difference. <sighs> Damn it. Winner, woohoo, you dick. It <laughs> was I. Me. Twas- the winner yet again of the box office draft. This year I'm going to win. And you know why? <laughs> it's because you're not going to have these big blowouts uh-huh. with these, these movies coming out in December. You're not going to have a Spider-Man and you're not going to have an Avatar. And you're going to be stuck picking from a list of similarly pri- similarly uh, predicted movies. And I'm going to come out on top. Because if you look this year and last year, if you look at the top five of the ten films, I have the majority of them. Whoa, you're getting ahead of yourself with the fun facts, but I mean, I that's what I do. If you look up. at this year and last year, I have the majority of the top five films from the 10 we pick. And you always have the number one, and the number one's a fucking blowout. And that's, that's why you win. Although I make like, better picks. Well, as a quick fact for, check. As a quick ex- fact check. Don't in, fucking say it. In 2021, I had, of the top five films, I had three of the five. This year, you, you have three of the five. All right, fine. I guess I was mistaken. <laughs> but yeah, this year you did have the 
the majority of the top grocers. But sometimes all you need is just that juggernaut. And I was uh-huh. one that believed in Avatar to be that juggernaut. And it got me there. It made me win. So, yeah. Never again. I will pick Avatar every single fucking time from now on. But here's, again, here's the thing with the whole, like, juggernaut thing. Had you chosen Top Gun Maverick instead of Bullet Train, you would have won. You would have five billion. You would have won. No. How much did Top Gun make? It made more than one. It made 1.5 billion. You're right. I would have won. You would have won. That would have been such a dub. (laughs) Could you imagine if I dunked on your ass and you had Avatar? Oh, my God. What a... I wish I had a time machine. If I had a time machine and I could go back and do one thing, correct one thing in my entire life, out of everything <laughs> that's ever happened in my life, in the history of the world, if I could go back and do one thing, it would be to tell myself, pick Top Gun Maverick, please. Make Top Gun Maverick your last pick. Not you visit flash. your like, 12-year-old self, the time machine doesn't work, and so you go back further than you meant yeah. to, and you're just like, listen. Top Gun Maverick! Pick Top Gun Maverick! It won't make sense. Mean? It won't make sense for 10 years, but Top Gun Maverick... Just pick, just pick it. I'm. It's like it's like 2019, and I'm. I get the news that Top Gun is making getting a sequel, and it's called Top Gun Maverick. And I'm like, my time is coming. <laughs> you say, don't think, just do, just do. My first pick is Top Gun Maverick, and you're like, <laughs> you idiot, you fool. I'm claiming Avatar. You're such an idiot. Exactly, How could yeah. you? And then I dominate your ass. It would have been the most shocking thing, even if yeah, you did it. I reveal that I've been planning this for ten years. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But if Ever since I was it, 12, I knew that Top Gun Maverick would be <laughs> one of the highest grossing films of the year 2023. You said Goose was talking to me. Yeah. I knew. Talk to he me was Goose. always with me, telling me. <laughs> so, yeah, if you had chosen instead of Bullet Train, even then, like with a month out, it Fuck. still would have been a baffling choice. I would probably would have clowned you for it. I would have been shocked, amazed. And then it would have been... <laughs> The greatest choice of all time. It would have been insane. All the gloating. All the gloating you could have done. Oh my God. I would have shit on you so hard. Oh my God. I would have been, I would have felt so like dominant. I would have felt like top dog for my entire (laughs) life. We would be like 60 years old, tooling around on a golf course, retired, old, wrinkly. and, And you would beat me in golf or something. And I'd be like, well, yeah, at least. At least I didn't lose a Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> and then I'd scoot off in the golf cart and leave you. God, it would just be the biggest dub ever. I mean, we would have to stop doing the box office draft. We'd have to stop because <laughs> you'd feel so shamed. Uh, yeah, I would be, I don't know what I would do. Your competitive having... nature, you would feel, if you lost having Avatar in your roster, I mean, my God, it would shatter you. It would have been brutal, yeah. It would have been brutal. But thankfully, you did not have that foresight. You did not witness the incredible box office run that Top Gun Maverick would go on. It's like the end of the first season of Better Call Saul. I know it was holding me back. I'm never going to let it hold me back again. <laughs> Wild cards only from now on. I'm going to pick five random movies. I'm going to make a list of 30 movies coming out next year. And I'm going to randomly pick five of them. And th- that's my roster. If you did that, that would be amazing however it would be more amazing if i won it would be amazing if you that would be a dumb and that would be shocking but there's there'd be no way especially with 30 films of like what type of films you're gonna have in there i predict 
Okay, here's what I'll do. How about... I will make my prediction for what I think the top 10 grossing films are going to be. And then every time it's my turn to pick one, I'll roll a dice and I'll pick one at random of those top 10. Is that a good idea? I'll think about it. Maybe I'll do it. I mean, whatever strategy you want to do is up to you. My only worry is that it does, by chance, pick just five shitty movies and then it's not even a competition and it's not even fun. True. It's more yeah, fun if, by, by chance, I pick five really, like, a mixed bag and then we just see. Like, that would be interesting. But if I pick five clear duds, that would suck. It would. But, I mean, if you're making a list of what you think would be the top ten, I mean, yeah, there's no way you'd miss out. Because we've always had, we've had like the same top 10 list. It's just in what order are we picking them? So yeah, it wouldn't be that far off of what the normal drafting process would end up looking like. Yeah. Just as some additional fun facts. In last year's box office draft for 2021, the seven films, there were seven films on our roster that grossed 500 million or below. They were not able to cross 500 million. And three of the films did not cross $200 million. So that was the state of the box office and our rosters last year. This year, seven films on our rosters grossed more than $750 million. And two made over $1 billion. So a much different year for sure. A lot healthier box office this time around. Yeah. It was a good year. Good year for the movies. It sure was. Yeah. And then in order of highest grossing films, I had, of course, The Top Dog with Avatar. And then I had Jurassic World Dominion. I came in after that with Multiverse of Madness. And then I had a good solid run of Minions, Black Panther 2, and The Batman. Mm-hmm. I had Thor, Love, and Thunder after that, followed by Black Adam, and then Puss in Boots. And coming in dead last, the biggest <laughs> black sheep of my roster, the number one dud of my life, <laughs> and the thing that keeps me up at night, Bullet Train. Dang. Yep. If I, if, if I was a father and these five movies were my kids, I would hate Bullet Train. <laughs> oh my God. I, would, I would tell him that he's the worst of my children. I mean, objectively, because I could have had terms, it was because I could have had Top Gun Maverick as a kid. But to be fair, you adopted Bullet Train. Yeah, there was but I could have adopted Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. He was there, and you he didn't? was cute. He was waving at me. But Bullet Train, Bullet Train could do like, like really cool flips or something. And I was like, it'd be cool to have a son that could do flips. So I guess I won't pick Top Gun Maverick. But guess what? It turns out Top Gun Maverick was a genius and went off to invent a bunch of. Uh, uh, computer software and became a billionaire and I could have retired as a happy father. No, I had to have the kid that could do flips. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Bullet Train. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, ultimately, it, you know, I'm not even that competitive of a person. A big thing, but would you just say? I'm not even that competitive of a person. Are but you just, sure about that? I'm not. I'm not. I like talking trash, but I really don't care that I lost. I care that I lost and had a chance to win I mean, you had Avatar for a long time now. I knew I wasn't going to win. But the idea that I had a chance to beat you while you had Avatar. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to eat you alive. That huh? hurts. <laughs> I knew it was a long shot that I could beat you. 
with the roster I had and the roster you had. Uh, but I thought there'd be a chance. And for a long time, I held on to that hope. And for the last few months, that hope was just gone. But oh my God, the idea that I could have won while you had Avatar. That will, that will eat away at me for a long time. It'll be interesting to see how that does influence your picks this next year. Yeah, for sure. And if you chase that wild card. Although I will say, although, I mean, we've been proven wrong. I mean, obviously, the surprises are, by definition, ones you don't see coming. But like there being an absence of a juggernaut, like Avatar or Spider-Man No Way Home, I don't I'm gonna find that the juggernaut. there's any possible... I don't think there's any juggernaut, and I don't think there's any surprise that could... It's going to be Asteroid City by Wes Anderson. $2.5 billion at the box office. <laughs> That's mean, my wild know. card. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. You should pick both Wins 15 Oscars. <laughs> it's a horrible choice. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, in yeah. terms of the top 10 worldwide, so all the films, in number one place, Avatar 2 with $2.1 billion at this point in time. Number two, Top Gun Maverick with $1.5 billion at this time. Jurassic World Dominion being able to get that nice $1 billion mark in third place. Doctor Strange 2 just shy of $1 billion at $955 million. Minions 2, $939 million. Black Panther 2, $842 million. The Batman, $770 million in number seven. A lot of sevens going on there. Thor 4, $760 million. And then finally, getting to some films that were not on our roster and couldn't have been on our roster because they're foreign films. Battle of Lake Changjin, 2, $626 million. And Moon Man with $460 million. So yes, out of 10 films, we had seven from our collective rosters. Good. Look at that. Let's so go for again, 10 for 10 this year. We can do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, the random China one will always be tough to beat. I think we're not one. allowed to pick a China one. Can we? Are we only doing no. domestic? Only domestic. Damn it. No. Oh, what are the odds I'd pick right anyway? True. One of the but China also, films because the I mean Chinese New Year has already taken place and they already have a film that has made six hundred million. Fuck. From this year, so yeah, it timeline wise, it doesn't match up with when we pick our drafts, but also. Yeah, let's just go over the films that we'll actually have a chance to watch. I think I should start uh, watching some of those big blockbuster China films. I mean, they make so much money. They do. But I, gotta, I want to see what the appeal is. I think the appeal is... Um, they're Chinese. Blasted out on the national holidays, and they're very much incentivized to go. So, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm Fair not enough. sure how much quality there is there, but they do make an insane amount of money. And what is interesting is... Things like Moon Man, which is some like space sci-fi comedy thing, like they have an eclectic mix of the films that break out and go huge. So that part is really interesting. Yeah, it's not just superhero films and sequels like what dominates the domestic charts. Yeah, very true. All right, well that's all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, you can email us at the Box Office Show Pod at gmail dot com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. If you like the show, please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And be sure to tune in next week when we pick our rosters for the 2023 box office draft. And I finally get my revenge. Have a great rest of your day.